0: episode. Specifically, it's a Whisperpedia episode about Hamilton, the musical. If you are a new listener, then welcome to my little world of whispers. Each week I rotate through one of six types of episodes to calm those crazy overactive squirrels running around in your brain. These episodes include story time episodes, trivia time episodes, chat episodes, patch episodes, fade out episodes, and tonight you'll hear a Whisperpedia episode, which just means I've selected an interesting Wikipedia article to read to you. If you peek in the show notes or go to sleepwhispers.com, you'll find some helpful links to further calm your pesky brain squirrels, such as links to 250 more episodes. episodes of nature sounds and background noises, plush headphones that are super comfy in bed, and a futuristic sleep mask for total darkness. <laughs> Alright, why did I choose Hamilton the Musical for tonight's Whisper Whisperpedia? It was inspired by suggestions from two of my listeners. Rosie suggested Broadway stuff. (laughs) That's... those were her words. (laughs) Broadway stuff. And also my listener Kylie suggested a topic involving people of color. (laughs) Now, of course, Alexander Hamilton and his historical buddies were certainly not people of color. But you'll learn tonight that Hamilton the Musical purposely casted people of color to play historical figures who were white, and you'll hear the important and valuable reasons why. seen Hamilton the Musical, then sure, you know what the buzz is about, and tonight you'll learn some extra fun facts about the musical. But if you haven't seen Hamilton, then you may be wondering what the big deal is all about. I know I felt this way before I saw it. people singing about U.S. history. Ugh. Just battle my ears with a spatula instead. It just, it seemed so overhyped to me. But then I saw it and I was converted. I found it to be a fascinating story of history, friendships, love, betrayals, and the accomplishments of individuals as well as a nation. And, of course, I love the music. It was modern and fresh with hip-hop, R&B, and rapping, all done by a diverse and highly talented cast. Here are some interesting questions that I'll address tonight. What inspired Lin-Manuel? Is it true that Hamilton the Musical won a Pulitzer Prize? Why were Black, Latino, and Asian actors cast to portray white historical figures? What is a summary of the story that's being told in Hamilton the Musical? In the Musical the portrayal of Aaron Burr's involvement in the real life of Alexander Hamilton? Did the musical overstate or understate Alexander Hamilton's real history as a serial adulterer? And I'll finish with an answer to this question. Is it true that the popularity of Hamilton the Musical influenced the U.S. Treasury to change their minds and not replace Alexander Hamilton on the $10 bill with another person. You can listen the first time to this episode to get the answers to those questions, and then listen to the episode again and again to see... much you remember. Now one thing that may be keeping your squirrels up late at night is that you're worrying about your diet and your overall nutrition, so you might find it helpful to know about an all-in-one daily drink to support better health and peak performance called Athletic. episode. Think of athletic greens like nutritional insurance. That's delivered straight to your door. Not only have I enjoyed the flavor, I must say (laughs) I'm also impressed by how easily the powder dissolves in water or any beverage. I thought, <laughs> I thought I was going to need an electric mixer or, like, a bull start combustion engine. Nope. A spoon and some flicks of the wrist. Got the job. <laughs> Got the job done. No combustion engine was needed. So if you're looking to boost your energy, support your immunity, or address gut health, then order some Athletic Greens today by visiting athleticgreens.com whispers. You will also receive the free wellness bundle with your first purchase that's up to a 1 year supply of vitamin D for free again that's athleticgreens.com/whispers and for your ease i put a link in the show notes okay Whisperpedia. The following are select sections and details from the Wikipedia article titled, Hamilton Musical. I'll begin with reading to you about the origin, success, and the diversity of the musical. hit Broadway show In the Heights, Lynn manuel Miranda read a 2004 biographical book about Alexander Hamilton. After finishing the first few chapters, Miranda began to envision the life of Hamilton as a musical and researched whether a stage musical of Hamilton's life had been created. All he found was that a play of Hamilton's story had been done on Broadway in 1917. Miranda therefore began a project titled The Hamilton Mixtape and performed one of those songs in 2009 at the White House in Washington, He then further developed it into a full musical, which premiered on Broadway in New York City in 2015 as Hamilton, an American Musical. During its Broadway run, Hamilton set records for box office sales while also winning Tony Award. Grammy Awards, and yes, it even won a Pulitzer Prize. The show draws heavily from hip hop, as well as R and B, pop, soul, and traditional style show tunes, and casts non-white actors as the founding fathers and other historical figures. Miranda described Hamilton as about America then, as told by America now. Miranda said that the portrayal of Hamilton, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, and other white historical figures by black, Latino, and Asian actors should not require any substantial Suspension of disbelief by audience members. Miranda said, quote, Our cast looks like America looks like now, and that's certainly intentional. It's a way of pulling you into the story and allowing you to leave whatever cultural package you have about the Founding Fathers at the door. We're Telling the story of white men using actors of color, and that makes the story more immediate and more accessible to a contemporary audience. End quote. The pro-immigration message of Hamilton is at the forefront, as the show revolves on the life of one of the founding fathers of the United States, Alexander Hamilton, and how he made his mark. American politics as an immigrant, instead of being characterized as a white person. Alexander Hamilton's immigrant status is referenced throughout the show, alongside with the virtue and prowess of Hamilton, in order to foster a positive image of immigrants. Quotes from the show. By working a lot harder, by being a lot smarter, by being a self-starter. And also, immigrants, we get the job done. Alongside this, the casting of Black, Latino, and Asian Americans in elite roles allowed audiences as a nation of immigrants, with the intention of showing how irrelevant the Founding Fathers' whiteness is to their claim on the country. According to the actor who played Angelica Schuyler, quote, Hamilton is a story about America, and the most beautiful thing about it is it's told by such a diverse cast such diverse styles of music, we have the opportunity to reclaim a history that some of us don't necessarily think is our own. Quote. Miranda has also stated that he is totally open to women playing the Founding Fathers and also the casting for the British production featured predominantly Black British artists. The next section will be a summary of the story that's being told in Hamilton the Musical. And, interestingly, almost every sentence that you're about to hear corresponds to its own song in the musical. Alexander Hamilton experiences a hard early life and, through his smarts, leaves his home. After arriving in New York in 1776, Hamilton meets Aaron Burr, John Lawrence, Marquis de Lafayette, and Hercules Mulligan and impresses them with his rhetorical skills. As a result, they affirm their revolutionary goals to each other. Meanwhile, wealthy sisters Angelica, Eliza, and Peggy Schuyler go into town and opinionate on the upcoming revolution. Samuel Seabury warns everyone about the dangers of Congress, but Hamilton disagrees and tries to counter Seabury. King George of England insists on his authority over this new land. During the New York and New Jersey campaign, Hamilton accepts a position as George Washington's right-hand man, despite longing for field command. At Philip Schuyler's ball, Eliza falls hopelessly in love with Hamilton reciprocates her feelings to the point of marriage. In the meantime, Angelica, the sister of Eliza, suppresses her own feelings for Hamilton for the sake of happiness. After the wedding, Burr and Hamilton congratulate each other's successes, while Burr reflects on Hamilton's swifter eyes while considering his own more cautious career. As conditions worsen for the Continental Army, Hamilton aids Lawrence in a duel against Charles Lee, who had insulted George Washington. Lawrence injures Lee, who yields, while Hamilton is temporarily suspended by George Washington over the duel. Sent home. There, Eliza reveals that she is pregnant with her first child and asks Hamilton to slow down to take in what has happened in their lives. After Lafayette persuades France to get involved on the colonist side, he urges Washington to call Hamilton back. Siege of Yorktown. Washington agrees, but explains to Hamilton, who is convinced he should die a martyr and a hero in war, that he should be careful with his actions, because whatever he does will be known for ages to come. At the Siege of Yorktown, Hamilton meets up with Lafayette, take down the British, revealing that Mulligan was recruited as a spy, helping them figure out how to trap the British and win the war. Soon after the victory at Yorktown, King George asks the rebels how they will succeed in governing on their own. Turns to France with plans to inspire his people to have their own revolution. Hamilton's son Philip is born, while Burr has a daughter, Theodosia, and the two tell the children how they will do anything to protect them. Hamilton receives word that his friendly survive a seemingly pointless battle after the war was won and throws himself into his work. He co-authors the Federalist papers and is selected as Secretary of the Treasury by newly elected President Washington. Eliza begs Hamilton to stay. Angelica moves to London their new husband. Now, all of that story so far is covered in Act 1. This next section is the story continuing in Act 2. Thomas Jefferson returns to America from being the U.S. ambassador to France. In 1789, Jefferson and Hamilton debate Hamilton's financial proposals at a cabinet meeting. Washington tells Hamilton to figure out a compromise to win over Congress. Eliza and her family, along with Angelica, back from London, travel upstate during the summer. While Hamilton stays home to work on the Compromise, Hamilton begins an affair with Maria Reynolds, making him vulnerable to her husband's blackmail. Hamilton, Jefferson, and James Madison create the Compromise of 1790 over a private dinner, exchanging Hamilton's financial plan placing the country's permanent capital on the Potomac River. Burr is envious of Hamilton's sway in the government and wishes he had similar power. Burr switches political parties and defeats Philip Schuyler, making Hamilton now a rival. In another cabinet meeting, Jefferson and Hamilton argue over whether the United States should assist France in its conflict with Britain. President Washington ultimately agrees with Hamilton's argument for remaining neutral. In the wake of this, Jefferson, Madison, and Burr decide to join forces to find a way to discredit Hamilton. In Washington's eyes, Washington decides to retire from the presidency, and Hamilton assists in writing a farewell address. A flabbergasted King George receives word that George Washington has stepped down and will be replaced by Paris signatory John Adams. John Adams becomes the second president and fires Hamilton, who, in response, publishes an inflammatory critique of the new president. In the face of accusations of speculation of government funds by Jefferson, Madison, and Burr, and out of fear that his affair with Maria Reynolds will be used against him, in his political career. Hamilton chooses to publicize his affair in the Reynolds pamphlet, causing uproar in his political position and damaging his relationship with Eliza. Eliza, in a heartbroken retaliation, burns all the letters Hamilton wrote her, trying to erase herself from history. challenges George Ecker to a duel and is critically injured and does not survive, causing a reconciliation between Alexander and Eliza. Hamilton's endorsement of Jefferson in the presidential election of 1800 results in further animosity between Hamilton and Burr, who challenges Hamilton to Exchange of letters. Hamilton writes his last letter in a rush while Eliza tells him to go back to bed. Burr and Hamilton travel to New Jersey for the duel. Both Burr and Hamilton fire at 10 paces, with Hamilton intentionally missing. Hamilton passes and Angelica at his side. Burr laments that though he survived, he is cursed to be remembered as the villain who ended the life of Alexander Hamilton. The musical closes with a reflection on historical memory, showing how Eliza kept Hamilton's legacy alive through interviewing war veterans raising funds for the Washington Monument, speaking out against slavery, and establishing the first private orphanage in New York City. Hamilton leads Eliza to the curtain, and she gives a gasp at the realization that their story is being remembered. The next section is about the historical accuracy of Hamilton the Musical. Although Hamilton was based on historical events and people, Miranda did use some dramatic license in retelling the story. For example, while Angelica did have a strong relationship with Hamilton, it was exaggerated in the show. A song satisfied. Angelica explains why Hamilton is not suitable for her despite wanting him. In particular, she states, quote, I'm a girl in a world in which my only job is to marry rich. My father has no sons, so I'm the one who has to social climb." In actuality, Angelica had less pressure on her to do this. Philip Schuyler actually had 15 children, including two sons, who survived into adulthood. And Angelica had eloped with John Parker Church three years before she met Hamilton at her sister's wedding. eight children with church. Miranda explained that he chose to do this because it is stronger dramatically if Angelica is available but can't marry him. In addition, in Act One, Aaron Burr's role in Hamilton's life is overstated and much of the early interactions between the two men in the show for example, while Burr was present at the Battle of Monmouth, Burr did not serve as Charles Lee's second in his duel with John Lawrence, as seen in the song Ten Duel Commandments. Hamilton also never approached Burr to help write the Federal song non-stop. During Act 1, the character of Aaron Burr says that, quote, Martha Washington named her feral tomcat after Hamilton, end quote, to which Alexander Hamilton replies, that's true. In fact, it is false. The idea of Hamilton as a serial adulterer, has been one of the biggest mischaracterizations of the real Alexander Hamilton for two centuries, with the celebrated authors repeating the story over and over again. The Tomcat story has been previously discredited by author Stephen Knott and refuted by historian and author Michael Newton. While it is true that John Adams and Hamilton did not particularly get along, John Adams did not fire Hamilton, as told in the musical. Hamilton tendered his resignation from his position as Secretary of the Treasury on December 1, 1794, two years before Adams became president. However, Hamilton remained close friends with Washington and highly influential in the political sphere. Additionally, Jefferson, Madison, and Burr did not approach Hamilton about his affair. It was actually James Monroe, Frederick Muhlenberg, and Abraham Venable. Monroe was a close friend of Jefferson's and shared the information of Hamilton's affair with him. In summer, 1797, journalist James Callender broke the story of Hamilton's infidelity. Hamilton blamed Monroe, and the altercation nearly ended in a duel. With nothing left to do, Hamilton then published exaggerated in the musical, as it was actually the later publication of a pamphlet criticizing Adams during the election of 1800 that effectively ended Hamilton's political career. Finally, it was not the presidential election of 1800 that led to Burr and Hamilton's duel. He did become Jefferson's vice-president, but when Jefferson decided not to run with Burr for re-election in 1804, Burr opted to run for governor of New York instead. Burr lost to Morgan Lewis in a landslide. Afterward, a letter was published in the Albany Register from Charles D. Cooper. Schuyler, claiming that Hamilton called Burr, quote, a dangerous man and one who ought not to be trusted with the reins of government, and that he knew of a still more despicable opinion which General Hamilton has expressed of Mr. Burr, end quote. This led to the letters between Burr and Hamilton as seen in the musical in the song Your Obedient Servant I'll finish this episode with an explanation about the influence of the musical on Alexander Hamilton being on the $10 bill or remaining on the $10 bill in 2015 Department of the Treasury announced a redesign to the $10 bill with plans to replace Alexander Hamilton with a then-undecided woman from American history. Because of Hamilton's surging popularity, almost exclusively due to the musical, United States Treasury Secretary Jack Lew reversed the plans to replace Hamilton's portrait. Instead, deciding to replace Andrew Jackson with Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill. This is the end of tonight's Media episode. I hope you you